0: Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the car. My name is Parker Zerbo. I listened to an audiobook today, uh, and it was the audiobook of Aristotle's Politics, which was uh quite fascinating i also listen to part of his day anima Um, this this is what i do (laughs) when i'm at work i listen to really nerdy things either on philosophy or on uh catholicism Uh, it just keeps my mind going a lot of times i'm either drafting up land surveys or writing legal descriptions for things usually when i'm doing that i can't listen to anything but if i'm doing the more mundane drafting stuff i can listen to stuff for quite a long time um you know, definitely don't get as much out of it as I would if I were reading, but it's better than just listening to music. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Today I listened to the the politics and also is part of his De Anima. Um, And, uh, man, what reflections do I have on the politics? It was fascinating, especially when he talks about uh, revolutions and the kind of the decay of the various types of, of, uh, governmental structures. Um, I really, I'm gonna sound a bit, uh, apocalyptic here, but I really see almost everything Aristotle talked about in the breakdown of a democracy and also of, um, in, in the breakdown of like an oligarchy. Um, because America is kind of both, we're a, we're a constitutional a democratic Republic. Um, so yes, he 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 kind of lists out three positive forms of government, and then he lists out the opposites of those, the three negative forms of government. Um, so the, the positive forms are I uh, think it was uh, monarchy, um, aristocracy, and uh, polity, and then the negative forms of them are uh, tyranny, oligarchy, and democracy. Uh, and when he's talking about revolutions, he talks about the three negative forms um, because of how they are, um, you know, they they lend themselves to decay, um, and usually that decay comes in the form of some sort of revolution. Um, And him talking about the different, like, class struggles in this, and, like, just how, you know, you can tell how much he knew about the history up to his day, um, the political history, and, and... Ah, it just makes you cringe at how much we've we must have lost um uh, how much we must have lost in the the minutia of of history that like compared to what he w- the writings he would have had on the history previous to his day compared to the writings we have now of that period you know uh it's kind of sad it's it's slightly depressing. <laughs> Um, if we could have all that info still, oh my goodness, that'd just be be amazing. Um, but he he talks about how like there is this oftentimes um, in in all three forms of, of this government when they're going through decay, it it generally happens because of unrest of the poor and and some sort of a class. Struggle between the poor and the rich, and he he basically says that um, the antidote for this is the middle class uh, that if the middle class is the largest class um, and and that they're not being like oppressed in ways that say the the lower class is um, if, if the middle class is the largest class and they're able to live like kind of peacefully um, a a government structure will stay stable um, for the most part. But once the middle class starts to either decrease in size or decrease in involvement uh, as compared to the other two classes, that's when decay starts to happen. And usually this decay occurs in the form of revolution. Uh, at least when it happens from the bottom up, it's in the form of revolution. Um, and he basically says, uh, if it's... So if you have a tyranny and revolution happens, generally that tyranny will not be replaced by another one, but will be replaced by either an oligarchy or a democracy. Um, And and in the way Aristotle's meaning this, democracy is not a good thing. Um, Like, pure democracy is not a good thing. And I think most people would agree with that. Um, To have a purely democratic state where everything is done based upon vote, um, it just, it it can't work. It's so Inefficient, Um, and if you say you know fifty-one percent of people vote for one thing, and forty-nine percent of people vote for another, you basically have half of the half of the population getting you know a bad rap, getting you know kind of it stuck to them. Um, Then you have all the problems of in democracy, like who actually is supposed to vote, uh, things of things of that nature who actually is supposed to, supposed to vote, be able to actually participate in that democracy. Um, because, because there, there are problems. People don't like to talk about this in the present American Western culture, but there are problems when you let everyone participate. Uh, because you, you end up getting what's happening in America currently, where the vast majority of people are just swayed by what people tell them, um, and by what certain authorities, whoever they look to, tell them. People, you know, it, it's never that the majority of people are going to be free thinking. That uh, just that just doesn't happen. Uh, as humans, we're we're too much of social animals. Um, we we put ourselves in groups and we put other people into groups. Whether that's right or wrong, it's what happens. Um, and when you have people who are so Aristotle is kind of saying when you have people who a aren't educated, but more importantly, aren't virtuous, being able to participate in in like declaring what's best for a society by a vote in a democracy, in a pure democracy, um, you it, that just breeds disaster. Uh, now, I think America, when it was set up, did a lot of really good things with, uh, you know, having a having the three, three branches of government and being a representative democracy, a, a, republic, a democratic republic, where, we elect certain people into office to create laws. We don't generally vote on specific laws. So, so generally, educated people will be put into those legislative, executive, or judicial positions. Um, although, you know, just because they're educated doesn't mean that they're virtuous. Um, and and Aristotle acknowledges, like, it, it's going to be pretty rare that, or it, basically impossible that uh, that you're going to get like a whole bunch of virtuous people running, running a state. Um, he also says, like, uh, it would also be extremely unlikely for there to be, like, the philosopher king, like what Plato talks about in his Republic as the ideal form of government. When a, a philosopher king, a just, virtuous philosopher king would rule, that would be the, the best form of government. And I, I would agree with, with, Plato, honestly. Um, that would be the best form of government, because uh, it would be extremely efficient and it would, um, it would be virtuous. Uh, you now, however you define virtue, that's a matter. This is fascinating. I I want I want to go back to the politics and particularly that part about revolutions and really kind of lay out what he's talking about there um, in a lot more detail because just by listening to it, you know, you only catch probably really internalized, like less than 50% max I would say. At least I do. Maybe other people are much smarter than me. Uh, probably lots of other people are much smarter than me. <laughs> um, so anyway, all right. Hope that helps. Thanks. Oh, uh real quick Please feel free to uh, subscribe to any of my podcasts on any of the podcast players. Find me on YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube if you enjoy this content. Like me on Facebook. Like the Catholicism in the Car channel on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. We're all there. Catholicism in the Car. Find us. Um, let's see. And then I also have a Patreon account if you wish to support what I do at this, at this uh, podcast and this YouTube channel. And then uh, you can also support us on Anchor.fm. There's a support button there you can click on. I also have links to all of this on my website's support page at www.catholicisminthecar.com. Thanks. God bless. Bye.